This is the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Blanc, episode 148. Let's do this. You're listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast, where we'll talk about all aspects of buying apartment buildings with a special focus on raising money from others. And now, your host, Michael Blanc. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael Blanc. Today's topic is investors. Uh, very popular topic, of course. What I'm talking about is how do you get the investors from basically expressing interest to actually closing? And then what happens afterwards? Now, I remember uh, when I first got started, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with a handful of investors, you know, let's say you've got five guys at $50,000 each, or maybe even have a dozen or so, we went about tracking these things via spreadsheets and things of that nature because it's kind of very involved. You have to get interest from them and then you have to move them along the process and then you have to track them because it's a surprising how a lot of people don't know how to use a fax machine or email or the cell phone, frankly, and they don't. you can't use text messages. So you spend a lot of time chasing investors. So it's kind of sometimes difficult to get well-meaning people to get them to sign documents and to get their money into escrow. Uh, also, after you close, it's not like you can go to sleep. You have to communicate with your investors. You have to provide reporting. You have to communicate with them. You have to provide updates with them. So, uh, you know, when you have five or 10 investors, it's, you know, it's quite a bit of work, but as you think about scaling your business, it's something where you really want to introduce automation. And a lot of people just don't know what to do about that. And so I want to solve this problem on today's show. And on the show to help us with that, I have Josiah Mann. He's a CEO of Investor Deal Room, IDR. And he has a platform that helps automate a lot of these things. And so I brought him on and we're going to jam a little bit on the exact steps getting from investor from saying, hey, I'm interested to actually get the money into escrow and beyond. And then we'll talk a little bit about ways you can automate that. So let's get right in the show here with Josiah Mann. Here we go. Josiah, welcome to the show today. Thrilled to be here. So I'm really excited about uh, about this because we're going to talk about how to handle investors and how to bring them on to a deal. So before we get to that point, let's talk really about how do we get investors to actually come to us. So we want to do a bunch of stuff. And really what we want to do is we want to capture their email in some way so that we can engage them eventually so we can ask them to invest with us. And then I want to kind of go right. through the actual exact onboarding process of once that investor you know, indicates interest, what happens then until the money is actually in the escrow. So a lot of people are very interested in that. And yeah. Obviously, I brought you on since uh, you have solutions to those issues, but I want to talk about each step of the way. So let's just maybe let's start with kind of marketing. So to, you want to get someone yeah. where they come to your website, they register. How do you get them to your website and register with you? Yeah. So first off, I work with a lot of successful syndicators, and, and I kind of think of it like some of the foundational strategies that they use for getting leads into their business and then later on managing what that really starts growing. So uh, initially, there's obviously the website, the contact form, and, and you know that stuff's pretty easy to set up and get figured out. And then most of them will also use something like MailChimp to manage uh, just an email service to send out email newsletters pretty consistently. And that happens early in the process and often, you know, monthly or whatever, just to keep people in the loop about what's going on and kind of keep your leads warm as far as deals that you have coming up. So the main things on the website are just having, you know, good contact form there to start with so that in a call to action so that people know, hey, you know, we, we work with investors or if you're looking to make more returns, whatever that call to action is. And then the second thing that I think syndicators who are really growing their business do is maybe more advanced strategies, which goes into more content marketing type things where they're running a blog, they have a lead magnet, like some freebie offer that's helpful to their audience. 
and they use that in exchange for an email. But the ultimate thing you're wanting is either a phone call or an email address to just start building that database of investors that you can shop deals to once you actually have those. All right. So what you're saying is it's really critical to have some kind of lead capture mechanism. Uh, and you can use MailChimp. I think the first 2,000 contacts are, are free. Something to capture it. And then a reason for someone to give you their email address. A, a lot of people will just put up a pop-up for, oh, join my newsletter. Who cares? Like, right. I don't want to use it. Give me something. So a free ebook or report, something that's valuable to the passive investors is an absolute minimum, right? Yeah. And it's super helpful to think from their perspective. Somebody who's you know, what is the pain of that person that you're helping to solve? So if it's an investor with a bunch of money sitting in, in, in their bank account or the, in their IRA account that's getting very, very low returns, think about a way to communicate to them to help solve that problem or some type of solution that will speak to them directly instead of from your own perspective of what you need. So it's difficult to do, but if you can do that and create a resource, a free educational resource, you know, like you do on your website, those sorts of things are really helpful. A person would be interested in exchanging their email address for that. And you just kind of start the relationship building process there. Yeah. And, and on that note, if you as listeners or watchers are, are wondering, what should that ebook say? Talk to your passive investors. Talk to a dozen of them and figure out their pain points and then write an ebook around that pain point. Or no, yeah. if, if the pain point is, hey, I'm not sure what to do with my money because the stock market doesn't appear to do it, then figure out how to write an ebook that explains to them some alternatives to that. And one of those could be multifamily investing. So figure out what the pain points are and then write that book around that. So that's, uh, that's yeah. certainly one thing to do, right? Yeah, I mean, I just have to agree with you with, with the business that I'm using right now. I mean, that's exactly what I did. I went and called people who had the pain and asked them what to build. Um, and that's the smartest way to do it, I think, is, you know, just ask people who are, actually have the pain instead of having to try to make it up yourself, you know, what you think somebody might want. All right. So that's step number one. You need a website with a lead capture and something free to give away. And then number two, you alluded to it is some kind of content marketing. Now, since I know a little bit of something about that, Josiah, let me, I will chime in here real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Content marketing is really the, the practice of putting out high quality free content across as many media as possible. So this could be obviously your blog and sending out an email to your investors. You have a YouTube channel where you're putting out video and you're educating the passive investor about alternative investments to the stock market. Uh, you might consider a podcast. You might uh, you might even consider writing a book. But the call to action is always, hey, go to my website, download my free report. Yep. That's how we grow the lead. So there's some ideas for you guys on how to grow your database. Now, once you get them in the database, right? So now we're, mm -hmm. we're still putting out a high quality content, but every once in a while, we're going to ask them to do something, which is to potentially invest in our deal. Yep. And so let's talk about, oh gosh, I have a deal now. And then normally what we'll do is we'll put out some kind of uh, webinar or something where we present the deal to our investors. And then becomes the, the process of how do you gauge people's interests? How do you walk them to the closing process? So what are the steps involved from that? Yeah. And like you said, so what's pretty common is you create a, a one page like investor marketing packet. You do a webinar. So there's this kind of marketing pieces you put together to start shopping out to your list. And then what really starts happening at that point is you have to, to watch everything closely, what's going on. So you need to put together kind of a spreadsheet and it's, here's our leads for this deal. Here's what the amount committed is. And you're, you're kind of having to gauge, you know, you need to overcommit, but you're trying to build a spreadsheet in most cases of we need to raise $2 million or we need to raise X amount. We need to raise probably 20% more than that. So you want a list of all of these people that you're in contact with as you're communicating with them to figure out, you know, where exactly they're at in that process. And, starts with the kind of getting commitments phase where 
maybe you have an LOI accepted and you're at the early stage and you want to just start feeling things out, you start keeping that investment tracker list and you start marking down who are my early commitments. And you've got to you know, manage that however you're going to manage it. So you manage it through your MailChimp list or just through email. Um, and that stuff, it starts becoming, you know, you have 10 or 20 or more investors, starts becoming really important to, to follow those closely, to follow up with them and to know how serious those commitments are. Yeah. So, right. So just to summarize a little bit, so you have, you have some kind of some, some mechanism to go out to your investors, either with an email blast or a webinar or phone calls, and, and you need to track these things. And, and a great way to track them is through a, a Google sheet or a spreadsheet of some sort where you have all your investors, your conversations with them, uh, you know, how much do they want to invest? How serious are they? And so let's say then, uh, you know, you get these commitments and you're saying you should probably get more commitments than you're raising for. So if you're raising, let's say a million dollars, maybe try to get 1.2 or $3 million in commitments. You never right. know. And then you have this conversation and, and then an investor says, okay, fine, I'm interested in this deal. And now what comes next? Yeah. So once you actually you have the deal under contract and you're ready to start kind of accepting funds, you kind of expand your investment tracker to carry a little bit more information now, right? So you need to have, and I kind of got a list of some of the fields here that you end up with, but you need to know whether they're accredited or not. If there's additional signers going to be in the contract, you basically got to get them out their subscription documents and get those signed and then countersign them, get them wiring instructions and make sure their money ends up in the bank account, confirm when their money's in the bank account. So real quick, once you're actually starting to receive funds, that becomes kind of this big, long investment tracker with all of these different columns that you need to be tracking. X person on this date, this happened, this happened, this happened. And there are some great tools. I have a, a free resource, which you can email me about or we'll give away at the end here, which is just the investment tracker spreadsheet. Cool. You, you kind of have the Google sheet that manages all that information. Meanwhile, you're sending emails back and forth to everybody saying, hey, did you get this done yet? And I think we, we talked about earlier, you might use something like DocuSign to get the legal paperwork signed. So you have to go into DocuSign, enter your email address, send it to that individual, and follow up with them, make sure that they actually sign it, and then that they get the funding instructions afterwards. Right. So there's a really a workflow here. And, you know, I know from experience that if you, if you have, a, you know, 10 investors or so, it's it's a bit of a pain because some people don't even know how to use, you know, if they want to use, a, they want to sign something to print it out and assign something and scan it back in. So a tool like DocuSign is a fantastic tool that simplifies a lot of that. But the, the entire closing process at the end is really about chasing your investors to do a bunch of paperwork and go to the bank and do a, a wire transfer. So it can be a little bit overhead. Right. So it's very, very important that you track each and investor to keep yourself and the investors on track. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and then the other step, obviously, is once the, the money hits the escrow account, it's very important that you, you call the title company, the closing uh, attorney every single day to say, hey, what wires came in? Because if a wire didn't come in, you got to call the investor. And essentially, you do that until all the money is in place and then yeah. you're ready to close. And so it ends up being a, just a lot of tracking, right? Especially when you're a smaller operator and you have a lot of people describe it like you're running multiple marathons at once. You're trying to walk the property. You know, you're working with your legal team. You're doing all of these things at the same time but you have to make sure that the money ends up in the bank account. So you've got to really stay on top of what investors have committed and then haven't signed the documents yet. Um, and then once they do, once the money's actually in the account, like you're saying here, a lot of really successful syndicators like to send out a confirmation letter. So they're going to call their escrow account, XYZ, these funds all came in today. So they'll type up a nice confirmation letter just to send to the investor and say, hey, we got your funds. And that stuff's really important because the investor, like a big part of what you're building with your company is trust between your investors. And when you do things like when you have systems in place and they feel secure that they know like, 
everything's happening really smoothly and, and seamlessly, it makes them feel more secure, like they can trust you and that you're, you're really handling your business. So a lot of these successful syndicators will, you know, put together a nice templated letter that says investment amount 50,000, invest date received, the legal entity you invested with, and just, hey, welcome to the team with a little branded letterhead. So those are the kind of things that yep. really add a lot of value and build long-term trust so you get those reinvestments next time you have a deal. That's right. So now you close, which is obviously a big day, but the investor relations work does not end there. So once after it closes, what do you see some of the best practices of syndicators? What are, what are they doing with regards to their investors? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of it has to do with, with kind of just continuing the communication and, and centralizing the way that or putting processes in place around the way that they communicate with you. So the more haphazard that people are with their communication and one offer, the longer it takes to get to emails, that ends up kind of causing mistrust or a little bit of concern on the investor side. And so we found when we go through, especially through that process, that having a very, very tight timelines where as soon as the documents are signed, they know what the next step is. They know when they're going to receive their distributions. Investors want to know that stuff right away. So you want to be able to, as part of your marketing and your customer service, build those systems into it to where they know it, the investor always knows what the next step is. And then even once, like you're going to have to do quarterly reporting and, and keeping your investors up to date on the property. But one thing a lot of syndicators will do too is they'll do along with that quarterly report that says, hey, the property's doing well, we've got these new renovations or whatever that is, they'll also generate individual statements for each investor that kind of look like a nice fidelity, you know, a nice looking statement. But just for that one investor to say, here was your investment, here's what your returns this year are. Um, and those are the things that really go the extra mile for the investor and impress them and make them, again, feel secure in, in investing with you that they just like to see what's going on with your company. And the more transparency you can provide, the better. Right. So communication on a regular basis is very important. Updates about the property, narratives, but also financial reports are, are really important. Producing them, getting them out. And then over time, it also becomes important. The investor will start asking the questions, well, how is a property performing based on your pro forma? You know, and, and it gets even a little more complicated when you have an investor that possibly invests in more than one property. And they're asking you questions like, you know, how am I doing overall with you? I've invested, you know, two, three hundred thousand dollars across three yep. properties. How am I doing? And and those are some of the questions that are much harder to answer sometimes uh, if you unless you have very, very good record keeping. The more projects and investors you bring on, the more burdensome uh, essentially the investor relations becomes. Yeah. And if you have two or three deals and an investor wants to know, doesn't remember, maybe maybe the distributions come out on a different day for a couple of different deals. They need to make an update to their one account, but it's for three deals. Um, that stuff real quick becomes also a pain for the operator, for the sponsor, just to manage that as you have more and more investors to, to manage that in one-off email communications. What ends up happening is it becomes more likely that something just gets missed. You have a lot of stuff in your inbox. You've got a lot of things going on at once. And those misses are the things that hurt the relationship. So you want to really stay on top of timely responses to those things and communicating what's necessary, but ideally without repeating the same information over and over to all of your investors. That's 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 pretty cool. So there's a lot of lot of work involved here. And I think, uh, you know, from experience in, in, your, in early days, when you have a handful of investors, it's OK. But once you start getting above 10 investors, certainly by 20, 
this process becomes very, very onerous. And increasingly, you need to look for some sort of automation. So when this happens, an automatic email is triggered. When something doesn't happen, a reminder is triggered. It's like this workflow uh, process, right? The bookkeeping, mm -hmm. the, hey, how am I doing with, with you guys? A lot of that really, as the number of investors increases, Automation becomes even more important. Uh, and this is where, you know, I'd like to talk a little bit about, about your solution, which is Investor Deal Room, because you have a really clever solution for that. Can you talk a little bit about what yeah, you guys so, are providing to help syndicators so with this? With Investor Deal Room, we, we alluded to it at the beginning that I, I initially started talking with syndicators who were doing, actually, I called a bunch of syndicators to figure out what is the main pain that you're experiencing in your business as you're growing it. And those of them that started doing more deals and bigger syndications really started to have a pain with two things. One, investor management and reporting, which is the ongoing communication with investors, letting them know when their distributions are going to be out, and, and then just getting investor updates in. So imagine if you have 100 investors and every, every week you're getting five or six emails or 10 emails of, hey, I changed my address. Hey, I changed this. So... The first thing that we built was just the investor management solution where every investor has a login at your website where they can update that information and you get pinged as soon as it happens. Or if they need to update a legal entity in a deal, you get notified and you have to approve that. So that's kind of a, a simple way to solve that is there's a centralized place where instead of the operator having to answer every kind of redundant request that happens, the investor gets to log into the website and do that themselves. And everybody's kept on the same page in terms of communication. The second thing is really during the capital raise process. So sponsors so many things during that process that we're really trying to take a lot of the burden of the investor management out of it during that process by automating. So you're able to create a new offering in the portal and basically raise capital from your investors through the portal directly. They'll go into your website, They'll see a nice looking deal. It's, it's really pretty. It has your investor packet. If you shot a webinar, a, a description, and then they can go in, make a commitment and sign the documents electronically right through there and actually commit to the deal and be given funding uh, instructions securely. So what ends up happening is the investor is able to completely like walk themselves through the process of investing in your deal. They have everything they need at their fingertips. And you as a sponsor, especially when, once you're getting into bigger deals with, you know, 20 plus investors, you just have a investment tracker instead of having a spreadsheet in Google you're managing in the back end that's automated for you. So you see so-and-so has committed 50,000, so-and-so has committed 25,000. Are the documents signed? Have we generated a welcome letter? So all of that's kind of real time. You're seeing an update on how much is actually in the bank, how much has been signed, but not in the bank. So it gives you a lot of insight into who do I need to follow up with without having to type in a bunch of stuff and manually do that. And then the other thing that it does really well, we've talked a couple of times about what good syndicators do is they try to go the extra mile with their own branding. So if you do things with your own letterhead and send a nice professional welcome to the deal letter or a nice professional branded statement, those things, they're little, but they have a big impact on investor confidence. And so we've created a lot of solutions in the tool for one-click welcome letters and one-click statements to send those to the investor, upload them to their profile, and give you additional branding opportunities can just to increase the investor confidence as you go.
Yeah, and that's that's great because automation is is really really important. Makes it like look much professional professional, and the investor especially walks themselves through the process, which is fabulous. One thing we haven't talked about is there's a, it's very common and becoming increasingly more common for syndicators to work with joint venture partners. And one of the things that's super important is that the syndicator protects the money raisers or joint venture partners as investors. When they don't, they really shoot themselves in the, in the foot, right? So scenarios, yeah. money raiser brings five investors to the deal and the syndicator then next year around, uh, you know, essentially markets their deals to those in, to investors. Yeah. But more importantly than that, so not only do the partners and investors have to be protected, it is most useful for the partner to be the primary point of contact for their investors. Yep. And one of the challenges really as a syndicator, let's say I'm raising you know, $5 million and I have five joint venture money raiser partners, right? Each of them bringing in 10 investors or what have you. Having as a syndicator to manage their investors and, and having to manage 100 investors is, is kind of a, is not only a lot of work, but it's actually not really appropriate because the joint venture partner has a relationship with their investors. So what do you do to kind of address that in IDR? That's a great question. And we were, we were fortunate in that early when we started working with some of our partners, they were using multiple capital raisers and, and partners to help them raise capital for deals. And so I found really quickly when we launched the product that all of the sponsors branding and the, and the tool, the capital raiser feels, feels a little bit like, man, I'm getting you know thrown under the bus here. So we quickly built in some opportunities for kind of co-branding in the portal to where if a capital raiser brings five investors to a deal, when those five investors log in, they'll see both logos in the portal. They'll see in, in partnership with ABC Investing Company. And so it's always in their mind that you know there's this partnership going on with a sponsor and the capital raiser. And additionally, the capital raiser also has their own administrative login. So they're able to log into the back end and any investors that they've brought to the deal, they can see and, and help manage those themselves within your portal. So like you said, if you have 100 people or 100 investors in a deal, you know, 10 through 10 capital raisers, that's probably a pretty extreme scenario. But you end up having, you don't want to manage 100 people. And ideally, that each capital raiser will be taking the responsibility of helping you manage their 10 people that they brought to the deal. So investor deal room really helps you to manage your capital raisers in a way. And for example, when you're raising that capital, you might not know all the people that are coming into the deal, but that capital raiser knows them. So by having their own dashboard where they can see, you know, that they're supposed to raise a million dollars and here's how many of their investors have committed and how many of their investors have funded. They're able to take responsibility and do a better job of raising capital and following up with their leads. And actually our the capital raisers we've worked with have been some of the most happy customers that we have, even though they're not paying customers, they're really happy because they have so much insight into the process. They don't have to have their own spreadsheets. They're just logging into investor deal room, seeing which one of those investors came through, whether they funded, um, they have all those tools at their fingertip. That's just kind of an added bonus to the sponsor that you make your capital raisers happy and preserve that relationship longer so that they can raise capital on the next deal for you. Well, happy capital raisers means also happy investors and happy syndicators. So it's kind of a win-win all around. Yep. So where can people uh, go to find out more about uh, Investor Deal Room? Yeah, so we have it up at themichaelblank.com forward slash IDR uh, is the place to go. So your website, themichaelblank.com forward slash IDR for Investor Deal Room. Uh, that'll take you to our website. And from there, we have a case study. That's a free case study video of, of how we've helped some of the sponsors recently. It's a really kind of informative video. If you're interested in looking at the product itself, you can always schedule a demo from there as well. That's awesome. Josiah, thank you uh, so much for coming on the show and 
helping us better understand how we onboard investors. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Now, if you're just starting out and you have five investors, there's no need for automation right now, okay? You use your spreadsheets, you can track everything very easily, and you can call everybody individually, and that's totally fine. But once you start getting a little bit larger, you'll really want to think about automating this thing. First of all, it simplifies your life. It looks more professional to the investors. They're more likely to tell their friends about you and invest again. And automation is absolutely key. In that case, take a really strong look at Investor Deal Room at themichaelblank.com forward slash IDR. Also on that page, uh, Josiah said he would put that free download, the investor spreadsheet. So if you're not quite ready for IDR, download the free spreadsheet. You'll probably have to give him your email, but it's the price to pay. I'm sure it's fabulous. So use that spreadsheet if you're just starting out. Otherwise, uh, request a demo on the site. Just a disclosure, I do get a little bit of fee if you end up purchasing a solution, but it doesn't cost you anything extra at all. Great guy, Josiah, really really like him as well. So take a look at it. If you're interested in investing with us with Nighthawk, take a look at that as well. It's themichaelblank.com forward slash invest. And you can invest in our portal uh, as well. And we'll have a conversation with you to get to know you a little bit more. And then we'll be able to present some, some of our investment opportunities. And we have many very exciting ones. So we'd love to hear from you as well. And if you're just starting out as well, you're syndicating deals or you're raising money, you really want to do your deal in the next 12 months, but you're struggling a little bit, consider our mentoring program. It's themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor. And I'm really excited about that. I just found out just recently, you know, 80% of the people who started with our program in the last six months have a deal on a contract. It's amazing to me. Now, I was only upset because I only found out about this like a couple days ago, but that is so amazing to me. And it's because it's such a unique program. Uh, no one else approaches this way. And this is why we are able to accelerate our timeline so much. So if that's something that, that might be right for you, check out the michaelblunt.com forward slash mentor and really accelerate that timeline and, and increase the scale as well. So I really appreciate you guys hanging out uh, with me today. Have a great day. Great rest of the week. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Block. For more free podcasts, articles, and videos, go to themichaelblanc.com. There, you can also download the free ebook, The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building. Till next time.